Meanwhile, in progress, British Columbia, Canada. Hey, I know it's not much, but you should be safe here for a while, eh? I bought this when you were first on the run. I appreciate this, Mac. I really do, but what's your long-term hope here? Oh, hey, I just want to make sure that you two are safe. I... I just want to make sure it's not something else, you hoser. Get it out of your pants, because even if I do come in, even if I don't end up spending the rest of my life in prison, you and I, we don't work. Hey, look, we can't... I, I just... Hey. Oh. I want a place in Claire's life is all, eh? That's all I ask you, hoser. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, crap. Oh, watch my language. Oh, I gotta run. Oh, Mac, visit us anytime. Claire would love to see you. I haven't seen her this happy in a long time. Hi everybody, uh, that was a page from Alpha Flight True North, written by Ed Brisson, which we'll talk about later in the show. Uh, welcome, I am a little choked up, to episode 100. I am Brett, your host of Comic Book Queer's Legacy, and sitting right next to me in my apartment in Manhattan is Evil Jeff. Hi, Evil! Hey! Look, you are right. Look, I can We're reach touching. out. We're touching right now. What are we and look, touching? see, I'm going to slap him. I ah! could slap him in the <laughs> he face. Really, he really could and almost did. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be next to you. Oh my God, we should get into a fight and let it resort to violence. That would be super hot. I am so happy that it worked out that you're here for DragCon. I am. I'm going to be on the uh panel, which will be on YouTube if you go to World of Wonder, probably in like maybe a week after this airs, um, you can watch me live with Trixie Mattel. Oh my God. Uh, so we're very lucky that Evil Jeff was here for episode 100. So buckle up, everybody. What we are going to do today is we are going to introduce kind of a new format of yeah. the show. Something yeah. a little bit tighter. So not just today, but from now on. We're going to use this structure of the show moving forward. Um, we're going to break up the show into a number of bits, a number of pieces, a number of chapters, if you will, just like our favorite stories. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're going to start with a little segment we call, What Do You Want to Pick? Hot Topics. We're going to talk about some hot topics in the mm. comic book industry. That's how I love my hot topics. Frozen on the inside and burning lava hot on the outside. And full of sweet, sweet sodium <laughs> that will send you to an early death. Mm. Uh, so this is where we're going to talk about some news items, including the following. Uh, did you know that there's going to be midnight launch parties at select comic book stores across the nation on October 15th to launch Jonathan Hickman's X-Men? October 15th is when the whole new runs start to release? It's right around the corner. House of X will be over? House of X only has four books left. I know, it's Five crazy. It's left. happened so Five. fast. They grow up All so right. fast. Hmm. Uh, would you go to a midnight party if you found there was one in LA? Is it on? You? Is it on when? Is it on like Tuesday night? Oh, I don't know. I like because because it, it releases on no, but I mean it releases on a Wednesday, so that yeah, means it would be a, be a Tuesday, Tuesday night, right? I don't know midnight on a Tuesday. I mean I'm usually awake, and it's probably going to be at Apple. 
uh, Comics, which is right across the street from the Groundlings, which I went through the classes okay. there. I didn't make it into the Sunday Company. I was kicked out because apparently I didn't have what it takes. But anyway, across the street is Apple Comics, where kind of <laughs> that's kind of the place to go. So I'm assuring it will be there. Uh, I'm looking it up. October 15th is, of course, it's a Tuesday night. Of course it is. We know when comic books come out. Um, I wouldn't be caught dead at one. Why? Because it's... what Standing around drinking juice? I don't want that. Oh, my God. I'll go... I'll buy it digitally. Well, I mean, I guess... Yeah, I'd, I'd say if there's not anyone there to sign something, then I don't care. Like, if Hickman was there, I would do that. Oh, if Hickman was there, I would be like... That, as I said, Apple Comics, I missed a few weeks ago, uh, not a few, a few months ago when Saga, the last run of Saga, Saga started. There? Brian K. Vaughn <gasps> was at uh, Golden Apple. Is it Golden Apple? No, that's a restaurant in Chicago. Golden I think it's Nugget? Just, I think it's just Apple com- <laughs> Comics. They, uh, he was signing stuff there and I missed it. Oh. <sighs> uh, another item is that, uh, I, this is something I wanted to bring up. So I saw somebody tweeting trigger warnings about it chapter two and i want to ask you evil jeff how do you feel about people tweeting trigger trigger warnings about horror movies well because i'm from generation x i hate it trigger warnings are for millennials and gen zers generation x we want to be triggered honestly if something offends me i i want to be surprised by it and then i can be angry and upset and feel feelings and emotions i i want that so that's uh, me. I want to say this. I think millennials are a generation that tries to eliminate or at least limit despair and sadness, avoid it, if you will. And we are a generation that built a whole culture on it. So I say, let them get tricked. No, I'm just kidding. I do like the- Oh, um, I'm sorry. We just got a notice. Um, we have been canceled. <laughs> we have been canceled by the millennials. No, I, I love <laughs> and appreciate the instinct of wanting to protect other people. That yeah. is wonderful. And I have not seen it yet, but I clearly, it's about the, the gay the gay part of the book. It's about a lot. I mean, it's to the point where it's like, caution. one of the bullet points I, items was, they're stabbing. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> yeah. So- yeah, the instinct I love. Did someone go to it and not think there was going to be blood and murder? There's blood and murder in the horror movie. Oh my god. What if are we looking like 15 years from now horror movies will be banned because they're it's not politically it's too triggering for people that might have known someone that was killed? They are horrible, I have to say. I love how we can watch someone get brutally murdered and it's okay. But someone had a seizure in a Netflix show and the the epilepsy community were like, how dare you? You're making a joke out of our diseases. Like, it's more like he just had a seizure. It's not, I mean. Like Lupita Nyong'o when she did that voice in Us. And people were like, we have that voice. Oh yeah, people with this one specific disease. I just like, the, how many of you, how many people have, how many people have that rare condition? <laughs> You know what? There's more of us than you, so we're going to come and get you. It's like you can't do anything without people freaking out about it. Like our next hot topic, which is on the show Star Trek Discovery, um, there's a black writer who was a a prolific novelist who quit um, after being reprimanded by HR because he was with other writers and he was telling a story. Yeah. And in the story, he used the N-word as in a way of like, and then that person said to me... Uh, so there was context. Even, okay, 
And and someone from HR complained. Somebody complained to HR and was like, he said that word, I don't feel comfortable. But it was the use of the word. It was a repetition yes. of it. But here I will say, because he is African-American, he can say it any way he wants. <laughs> like, he even if it wasn't. Even if it wasn't. But here's the thing I want to know is, okay, if we if you had to put betting money... Do you think a white person or black person complained? A white person? A white person. A wh- that, and that is why this is horrifying to me. It's so stupid. And you just lost a great writer. I mean, I don't watch Star Trek I love Discovery. that he quit. It's not like he, was fi- he wasn't fired for the use of it. Yeah. Like HR was like, you know, you really shouldn't do that. And he was like, fuck you. Okay. It's crazy. Um, I, have, I have a topic yeah? I want to bring up. And it's uh, we. Br- I brought up about how I'd love to see Brian K. Vaughn. Yes. Um, Not too long ago. Well, the success of the boys on Amazon. Amazon just bought Paper Girls. I was about to do a spit take, but it was about to be all over the equipment. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't. But I am in a spit take frame of mind right now. And what? because the boys did so well, Paper Girls is their new. They're going to go all in on doing Paper Girls. And I am here for it. Did you dislike the ending of Paper Girls? Did it end? It, it, it was kind, It was similar to like Twin Peaks where it had this kind of great penultimate. And then the end, it kind of just like... Oh, like Twin Peaks The Return. Yeah, where it kind of... It, it's one of those things where it had a big, huge ending. And then there was almost like a post note. Like the yeah, last like an epilogue. issue was like an epilogue. That changed everything. No, oh. it didn't. And that was what I, I wanted it to. And because it didn't, I was like, and I kind of appreciate that, but like, I, I don't know. And I just ruined the whole thing. I just spoiled the whole entire series oh for you. God. But that's what we do here. We spoil. Yeah. We're spoiled. Just like, like some office room hummus that's been left out all day. Like some kid whose mother doesn't know how to say no. And then she feeds him that hummus and then he gets diarrhea. Okay. And then someone leaves that diaper outside and that gets spoiled. All right. Okay. <laughs> that's that's spoiled. What pot is. did you give me? <laughs> um, finally, in Brazil. Oh, God. Tell us about what's going on there. So in Brazil... The mayor of, is it Rio? Rio? It's Rio de Janeiro. Rio de Janeiro. Um, apparently, they hate gay people. Hate them. Uh, they hate them so much that they do not want them to appear in any comics, which is why they have banned the Children's Crusade comic because it features a kiss between Wiccan and Hawkling, Billy and Teddy. Here's my thing. That comic came out when, Brett? 2010. So 10 years ago. And you're just getting wind that two faggots were kissing in a book? Like, Brazil, did you just get Avengers Children's Crusade? Like, did you just get it? And so this is my thing. So is there no gay stuff anywhere in Rio? It's fucking real. Like, I mean, Carnival is isn't a gay thing, but it's... It's, it's pretty a, gay. It's pretty it looks pretty open. gay to me. But that's what I mean is like, why the comic book? Is it because it's children read it? Because comic books are for children. Oh, and it's called the Children's Crusade. 
Jokes on you. Uh, oh wait, the guy's name is like Mar- the guy's first name is Marvello. This mayor. That's like a villain. It's name. Marvello. <laughs> Marvello. What? <laughs> wait, what's that in the? Who's Marvello shooting Cornell. at us? Oh, it's Marvello. <laughs> but literally, he's banning a Marvel book. That'll that'll show you for taking my name. Yeah, Marvello. Oh. Um. So he sees it as threatening to minors because children read comic books. I can see some old conservative guy being like, comic books, aren't those for kids? What do you mean there's two men kissing in it? If there's two men kissing in it, they could see that and then go, I want to kiss a boy. That's why I turned into a boy who wants to kiss boys, because I saw two men do it when I was a kid. In a comic book. If I hadn't read that comic book, I never would have been gay. Fuck you, Rio de Janeiro. I mean, all of Brazil. That guy's crazy. What's his name? Bron Solano. Yeah, the, the president. Bron Solano. Yeah. Buy oxygen. Didn't need that. So can we talk about those rainforests? Because I swear to God, uh, these indigenous peoples who live in that area of the forest won a lawsuit against an oil corporation not a week or two before the fire. And then they just set it ablaze. And then the fucking corporation just set it ablaze. And then the, and then the, the president was like, I'm going to build a fucking airport there. Good. What? It's 20% of the world's oxygen. They don't get. They want to be able to sell fuck. oxygen. You can't hold oxygen hostage, or can you? That's the plot of the next comic book. No, it's not, but it should be. Speaking of oxygen, cue the music. That's right. We're here for a new segment weekly called Waiting, Waiting to, to Exhale. Exhale. That's right. That's right. Whitney, Ms. Bassett, um, all of those folks. Uh, we're going to be talking about some X-Men every week. Unlike other episodes we've done for the past hundred, yeah, we're going to talk we're, about we're X-Men. We're going to finally talk about X-Men. Uh, so actually, we talk about X-Men all the time. So we are now devoting a new segment we call Waiting to Exhale. Yeah, yeah. So let's dive in. What X-Men book did you read of all the many that are out there? I read House of X. Four? House of X, number four. Yes, number four. Uh, that's another Pepe Larraz, and that's another Jonathan Hickman. And what the hell? Before we get into like the major like action, because this is this is like an action-heavy book. Uh, let's talk about some of the graphs that Hickman loves. And in this, he really like decides to talk about uh, how mutants have been decimated. And the thing that's interesting is, is it's very contradictory to what he says in the beginning of, of House of X 1. In House of X 1, he says, within 15 years, there will be more mutants than humans according to their studies. But then this graph here is talking about mutants are being, uh, how they've been eradicated, which basically just means it's getting to a point where almost every person being born is a mutant over a human. Have you thought of yeah, thought about I do. That? And I'm just wondering, does, does that narrative around soon there's going to be more mutants than humans, um, is that narrative happening before this issue or after this issue? Because now I'm thinking it's happening after this issue. I'm thinking all of House of X1 takes place after this issue. So do you think this is Life 6? No, I think this is current Life 10, but this is earlier than House of X1. 
So House of X 1, you think takes place after this fight or it's a new Moira life? I think it takes place after this fight. I think this leads to the resurrection of, of all the dead and, X-Men. And, and yeah, that panel of Gene and Scott coming out of those pods. Yes. I think Okay, but let's let's not to go that. too far. Okay, I'm fine. Because fine. first I want to talk about these decimations. Um, there's a list of the humans that have caused the most deaths. And there's one that I find very interesting, and it's a human called Wanda Maximoff. Uh, it's finally addressing how she is no, they're like doubling down that she is no longer a mutant. I hate that she's not a mutant anymore. I hate that plot point. How do you feel about that? I, uh, I kind of don't hate it. I don't know. I like her being Magneto's kid. Well, it makes House of M seem kind of less than to me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I like her being called the pretender. Yeah. (laughs) Which Hickman does. And so it's not, let's, let's. Sure, it's Hickman calling her the pretender. It is also whoever is keeping these records calling her the pretender. Who is this cipher? Who is doing? I this? think it's Xavier. Xavier. Yeah, and from I, the pretender, I, or maybe maybe Sinister. Bitch. Maybe Sinister. Now here's something, and I just want to recognize this. This is not. This is not about um, murders necessarily. This is about people eradicating because she did not murder because under her she almost has a million people she did not murder a million people she depowered almost a million people now some of them did die when they were depowered like that kid who drowned um but uh i've been reading like reviews and they're talking about how wanda murdered a million mutants during house of m and i'm like no she did not. Well, she like she took them out of the culture. She erased them. She erased them yeah. from being mutants. Yeah. Yes. She Which, erased but them it's, from it is different from being murdered. Sure. Know? But it is yes. having so much of it, it's it's having the worst part of you stripped away. I mean, in some ways, I'd rather be murdered. <laughs> yeah. As Brett and me like are first in line when they finally discover how to ignite mutant genes. Um, and and what in uh, the Young Avengers uh, cartoon, if you have a latent uh, uh, like a meta gene, which is like mutant gene, it's they do a thing where it's similar to uh, Deadpool, where it's like oh you get put in this box and they basically murder you and they torture you in these horrible ways to ignite it. Would you be willing to do that if it would ignite your mutant gene? Um, would you totally. be tortured? I want powers it? more than anything. I think I would do it. Absolutely. Too. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so we have a, we have a huge list of people, humans who have murdered, who have straight up murdered mutants in addition to Wanda Maximoff, uh, who was probably worse than murder, or at least just as bad. Uh, but you've got like some deep cuts, like Mr. Clean from the other book, like when Morrison, was that Austin? When Morrison, no, someone else. When Morrison did his run, there was another book with like Nightcrawler and Angel and Chamber and Stacey. Stacey X. Yeah. Yeah, That was the, that was the actual uncanny X-Men. Yeah. 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 Uh, Mr. Clean was from that. I remember the Leper Queen from what I remember to be the Austin run. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she was in uh, X-Force too. Yes. She killed a whole oh, shitload yes. of people in X-Force. Mutants too, because she was like planning uh, like Daydreamer and stuff like blew up. Remember? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I also like that they say that the Genosian genocide was the S- Sentinel Trask Mamudrai. 
So they, they recognize Cassandra Nova. Oh, oh okay, because I noticed they didn't say her name. Yeah, she's Mamudrai. Oh, okay, got it. Um, but this first page, like, it just angered me where I was like, holy fuck. But here's what it has. It says post-decimation 198. Now, as from the first issue, we know that mutants are taking over and we know since Hope that that number has increased. Increased. We don't know how much. So that's the thing. I find it interesting that he chose not to talk about what's happened since then. About the numbers going up. Yeah. Because that's not the point. Well, but there's more mutants now. I want to know what is the number of mutants right now? Yeah, but you know what? This is about look at what they've done. Yeah. They didn't do the rebirth. They didn't do the lights. Phoenix did that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now let's get to... um, Here's the thing. There's a few things that pissed me off about this book. I think it's well-written. I love it. I think the plot is great. But there's one thing in the book that pissed me off, and then there's one thing in the culture um, of of how these comic books are released that pissed me off. Why are you laughing at me? Because I know your thing's going to be trinary. <laughs> no, not trinary. Because honestly, they need her that set of powers for what they're about to do. So I'm fine with it. I'm fine with them using trinary because basically Xavier needs to connect all the way to the sun, to the the team going to kill the mother mold. My problem is not using trinary. My problem is using storm (laughs) as like a water image inducer. It's cool, but it's like, that's your best art. Can't you see what? What? it's, a, it's like a scrying glass. It's, how else is the audience going to... like? It's so cool. It's very cool, but it's that, also stupid. All their, te- <laughs> all their technology is organic. So it's kind of like she's just a part of the machine. But Hello, now I just X-Men. admit where she's like, Xavier, I need to go on a mission. He's like, sorry, I'm doing some phone sex with Myra later and uh, I need you to do your waterworks. Like, <laughs> and she's like, please, my goddess, please, I'm so mad let me go on the mission. This power. <laughs> uh, really quick, I saw the funniest thing. Uh, somebody put a, a thread on Twitter together about all the ex-women from the cartoon telling each other to just to pass out to get out of going on missions. So, like, <laughs> it's a picture of Storm like looking anguished and Jean is consoling her and it just says, Storm is like, Xavier hasn't given me paid time off in, in so long. <laughs> And Jean goes, just pass out. <laughs> and then, then it's Storm. Tell, and it's a picture of Storm, like, passed out. <laughs> and then it's a, then she, it's a scene with her and Rogue. Um, uh, and then she Rogue's like, oh, I'm so tired, y'all. And Storm's like, I've started passing out. It works. <laughs> like, like, Rogue tells you, Jubilee. And you then have to up. send that to oh, me. Oh, my God. It's, I think it's a... Is it using original? Is it, like, an originally drawn thing? or No, it's clips of the cartoon. It's okay. screen grabs of the cartoon. Um, all right, so they established this communion, this machine, to reach the mutants who are 92 million miles away. Okay, girl, look at that shape around. Ex- oh, so I love that we can, in person, have a yes. visual conversation. Look at that shape. What's that, the shape of Xavier? Around when he's like, and I am connection. And that shape comes out oh, of his. Oh, it's like a, a, an on? It's like psychic A psychic energy. on button? But it's the same shape as the tattoo on the face of the blue librarian in the year 1000 oh wow did you read that or did you notice that i read it okay i was like there's no way um look at this art look at the art is so good water scrying water it's so great i love it but we guessed husk was gonna bite it well we guessed 
right, kind but of. But did you guess Angel was going to bite it with her? I mean, they sure did red shirt. Oh, by the way, there's spoilers. <laughs> they sure did red shirt Angel and Husk. And they're like, sleep together, will you? Yeah. And so here's the one thing that, and Brett mentioned this in a tweet. I think this is a time where, uh, can we talk about the Magneto uh, elephant in the room? Oh, <laughs> yes. Okay. Xavier's like, my son, my boy, you're going on a mission for me, my boy. And Magneto's like, my son, my boy, don't die, my boy. You won't die. Ideas never die, right, Emma? Uh, <laughs> and um, off to go on this mission where you will take a metal spacecraft and you will go up to a larger metal spacecraft with so much more metal. And you, surrounded by metal, will have to activate the four metal collar contraptions. Sending the giant metal robot head into the sun. Do you have that? Yes, we have it. Magneto's all like, okay, have fun. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yeah. Oh my God, don't die. <laughs> oh my God. Why, Why is, is Magneto not there? not there? And don't tell me he's not strong enough because you fucking said he was an Omega level mutant. And guess what? We saw him move a whole entire bullet the size of a planet. So I think he could just, sh- he probably could just fly there and just go boop. And just push the whole entire thing into the sun. But you know what? That would be a really short issue. It would be a short issue. It would be. And you wouldn't have this kind of fucked up shit that goes down. I will tell you this. One of my favorite plots in an action comic is when they t- is like a ten little Indians of the good guys as they fight the big fight. Do you know what this reminded me of? The movie Event Horizon, which at the end, each, the whole team of good guys who you thought were going to be fine the whole movie are each picked off in a different way one by one, like out of nowhere. I was like, holy shit, this feels so Event Horizon to me. And I love it. This, I was going to say, reminds me of, there is, it's my favorite episode of the 80s cartoon Dungeons and Dragons. Oh my God. Have you seen the Brazilian car commercial? That's the live action version of that. And it's like exact. What? Oh, you have to God. send that to me too, oh because I was obsessed with it's that show. It's incredible. Like Venger chases them. Like it's an unis in it. And I will not. And all I will say is I was a thief with a big blue cape I never for knew. Halloween one year. Oh and God. nobody knew what the fuck I was. I never knew what Dungeon Master said. Like, uh, what was it? Cavalier? Ac- um, thief? I never knew what word he said. I never knew so what, what she was. I was like, like, leaf? Thief? <laughs> I never figured out thief when I was a kid. I was an idiot. Anyway. So Angel and Husker killed off They're camera. just done. They're, They're dead. They're off camera when this plane exploded last issue. We have Jean and Monet who are kind of using their telepathy in tandem. We have Monet with her fingers on Jean's temple. Um, Logan has an arm that's growing back. Um, Nightcrawler is, is internally wounded. Yeah, Cyclops is holding. Mystique's fucked up. She's co- Oh, she's actually covering Husk with a sheet. Oh my yeah. God, I didn't notice that. Yeah, no, Cyclops is holding Angel's dead body. Yeah, so, and now, but we've got Xavier and Magneto and everyone home base connected um, to the team witnessing kind of being there for their deaths. And basically they're like, we can't fly back. So this is, this is it. We're going to finish this shit. And, uh, there's four things. What were they called? Collars. Four collars that are connecting the mother mold head that they have to release. So they split up and in the, so basically Jean and Monet stay behind to keep contact. 
uh, keep everybody in contact, Xavier and the whole team. And then Cyclops goes for one, Wolverine goes for one, Nightcrawler goes for one, Mystique goes for one. And I will say, what's her name? Kamina? Karima. Karima. She's badass. She's pretty badass. She's pretty great. I think this is the best she's ever been Yeah, she's pretty great in this book. And I think the thing that's so interesting, and it's also like, why is she like this? He spells it out in that graph of like, this is her before she's full a machine, but she's now more machine than when she was in the previous X-Men comics. Yep. So there's like definitely some emotions battling in her, but she basically is like, hey, bitch, you know, your husband is dead. Uh, are you just going to let him get away with this? And so what is this bitch's name? Do we know what her name is? Dr. Gregor. Dr. Gregor is like, all right, let's fucking go after these collars and not let them detach. She's it. like, fuck these guys. They just killed my husband. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, Pepe Larez's art where she's got her makeup and mascaras like all over her face. Yes. Uh, it just makes her look so like just fucking emotional, like so angry and done. I love it. And I love that Kareem is like, look, honey, I'm, I'm just here. I have no authority. I can't make a call. I'm an observer. But if you make a call, then then maybe I can do something. Yeah. So they each go on their own ways. And uh, and then the X-Men release two of the uh, collars. Yeah. And who are the t- first two that get it? Wolverine and Nightcrawler. Yeah. Look at the difference of their approaches. It's so amazing. And one, you just see a pile of dead soldiers. In the dark. In the dark. And then the other one, the scientists are just tied up. In the foreground, like lit up. Like Nightcrawler still (laughs) wouldn't kill them. Yeah, Nightcrawler, who's just basically is carrying that sword around like worse, just just for emergencies. Like he's not going to use it on people. Yeah. Look how cute he is. I love Kurt. Oh my God. Um, Which is why I'm going to be so sad later. So, uh, but then it looks like uh, Jean and Monet get breached. And in come the bad guys. And this is where, and this is the one thing is, this is where it starts. Every character starts having like, uh, not every character gets it, but gets like their hero moment. Their moment. And here Monet is like, get out of here. And then Jean's like, no, what the fuck are you doing? And she's like, if you don't leave, if if none of us are here, they're going to just come right after you. Keep looking. And you have to main contact. You need to keep everybody connected. And Monet will be cut off. Jean basically says, you'll be cut off if we're not next to each other. And she's like, well, just try harder. Yeah. And which is great is because it still goes back and it shows her real, like that's her personality. Like he gets who M is. Oh, I, I, that's that's, that's Monet from Generation X. Like that's Chris Pachalo's drawn Monet. And she fucking turns into Penance. How the fuck? This is the only thing where I'm like, okay, maybe all of the theories that this isn't the 616, which make me want to kill myself, maybe they're true. No, they're not. She just has a new power. Hickman was just like, this is what's going to make this character more interesting. I'm just going to have her do this. We'll explain but I it thought later. Penance was her. Was It was her twin sister. Yeah, no, it was her. No, this is no, no, what no. I'm thinking. M was her twin sister. But this is what I'm thinking. You know how she merges with her brother? What's yeah. the brother's name? Oh, maybe she did it. I think she's merged back with all of them because originally, because originally yeah, they M-Hat. were all together. They were all joined together at one point, and as they got older, they split apart. So I'm thinking this M is all merged together with all of her siblings, or at least the twins. or at least Penance. Yeah. yeah. 
So I don't think, no, this is definitely, that's dumb if it's like, this is a different. Maybe she's just watching her little sisters, but they're inside her. Yeah. Um, so she just starts going off and battling and that's kind of like, this was my favorite moment, by the way. Like when oh, I saw really? this happen, I, che- I, I out loud was like, woohoo. Cause and- I love that. <laughs> I love this Sharpie. Yeah. I love Sharpie lady. And then, uh, then the, uh, uh, Cyclops, he gets his, he finishes him, his, and Mystique is the only one. Now here's, here's what the problem fuck? number two. What the Problem number two, Mystique. Yeah, what? Hey, Mystique, you can go in this because you can blend in. Does the bitch look like a soldier? Why, Why are you she not looking like around? a soldier? Why is she walking around not looking like this? That is this dumb. really. I, that is dumb. This has, there has to be a reason for this. There has to be. I'm wondering if he did it and then people were like, oh, they'll be confused because then she dies right away. Spoiler again. I don't know if editorial made her not do it, if they just overlooked it. I was on an emotional roller coaster here because I'm like still reeling from the penance moment. And then we get to this and Mystique says the words, I got turned around, but I'm here now. Who is this? Yeah. Who get, when, when has Mystique ever gotten turned around? Yeah. Something is up. Come on. I mean, maybe not. Maybe this is just, there's a lot of people saying like, well, Jean was so weak. I don't think Jean was weak. I think Jean was just in a heightened state of anxiety. Uh, but this mystique what are you doing and then she just gets sucked out they see her and before she can release it she gets sucked out into space this is a big i haven't i need to see a body moment because what the fuck yeah i don't know it's probably what it is on surface value whatever and uh there's one left uh wait are they all no wait Oh, yeah. Hers is the only one left. We have three X-Men and one collar. So uh, what's her name? Dr. Dr. Gregor. Gregor decides to bring Mother Mold online to stop it. And even Karima's like, no, don't She's like, it's not ready. It could just kill everybody. She might be crazy. Yeah. And she's crazy. Spoiler alert. (laughs) She's crazy. Um, Poor Xavier... Well, we're not there yet. Never mind. Jean's just really fucked up. And we're looking at the scrying glass. Again, the art is amazing. Xavier has to make the call. So here is like Xavier's whole militant student thing. Here's where it all comes crashing down. Because he has to make like the military captain call. You yeah. Do, you do whatever it takes. And But he stutters. And soldier, he stutters. Yeah. No, he's not. not he... This is the moment where Xavier is like, I have been a fool this whole time. Yeah. I don't, by the way, I don't think we've gotten to the pharmaceutical company, the, the, the gates to other places in the world. I don't think we're here yet. I don't think we're doing this yet. I think they're all just so living you think on that all, Everything that happens here is, is what the leads catalyst him to do for that. him making these, these moves. Okay. Because I, oh, do you know what? Wait. But then when he is introducing the diplomats. That's after this. But that, but in the same issue, we see Cyclops bringing in Sabretooth. That's a pod person. Okay. Oh, and then Jean's a pod person. And that's yep. why they're acting all weird. Yep. Because they're pod people. That's why Logan is acting all weird. Because he's a pod person. I think you are 100% correct. Thank you. I, but now to the saddest part. I teared up a little bit. Oh, I did. It doesn't matter much. Do you know what I cried at on the way here? Mother Mode's eloquence. 
Oh, no, what? I cried twice, and this is like, I think I have my period. I watched Bring It On and then Freaky Friday on the plane. (laughs) I cried twice watching Freaky Friday. When (laughs) Jamie Lee Curtis gives the speech as Lindsay Lohan saying that she wants, that she accepts her marriage, I got teared up, and I don't know what's wrong with me. And I've seen that movie like 20 times. Oh, my God. I know. I need help. But but I also cried at this, in which Cyclops, they realize, like, Wolverine and Nightcrawler realize they're the closest to the last caller, and Cyclops is like, do it. And so... Wolverine and Nightcrawler, which is always one of my favorite relationships. Oh, they're such good friends. They always have been. They basically are like, all right, well, let's die. We're going to, because basically they're just going out into space right next to the sun. So they're going to just be incinerated immediately as they try to do this. So Wolverine, what did say what he says to him? It's so sad. So I got to ask you, you still think there's something waiting for us on the other side? Was that the line? And then... Oh, oh, Nightcrawlers? <gasps> yeah. When you, when you wake from this <laughs> earthly slumber, my friend, look for me. I will be waiting there, waiting for you. Radiant and with open arms. With mit radiance and mit open and arms. I will turn to you with open arms. Yo, I was like, gay. I know. Wouldn't it be funny if it was just like, fag. <laughs> Speaking of which, not to bring it back to bring it on... There's a scene in it where you're just like, can't do that anymore, where Eliza Dushku goes, wait, are you gay? And he goes, no, no, she goes, she goes, wait a minute, are you? And then he goes, yes, I'm controversial. And she goes, wait, does that mean you speak fag? And then he goes, yep. And I was like, what? what? I remember that. <laughs> oh my God. I was just thinking about when we were reviewing uh, House of X, uh, the Moira issue, and she- said wouldn't it be great if at the end of the intense mystique and destiny scene Moira just goes um are you guys lesbians <laughs> that's so funny are you two lesbians oh oh wait hold on it hold on a second i just got a text um the hr from star trek discovery has just lodged a complaint against me for saying faggot oh no <laughs> are you gonna quit um no fuck you <laughs> Um, so then Logan and Nightcrawler bamf to like outside into the sun uh, to, to, so Logan can um, claw the collar, uh, the final collar, releasing Mother Mold into the sun. But the whole time Mother Mold is like, so if man has made me, man is my God, which means you are the Titans. Like it's getting real religious and mythological. On yeah, but then I was thinking about that. The Titans, the Titans were still considered an enemy. In Greek mythology, right? Yeah, didn't they rebel against the gods? Well, no, the gods the gods killed the Titans. Yeah, because the Titans were kind of like rebelling against them. So that was the thing is I was reading into it being like, if Mother Mold didn't... Because fa- then he... Mother Mold falls into the sun as it's doing these inane ramblings. We if have mo- stolen your fire. If Mother Mold didn't... What would I feel this mother mold would have killed all the humans too? <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like I just wouldn't. Well, kill. Karima even so much yeah. says that at one point. Yeah. She's like, you know, they might think that mutants come from humans. Just saying. Yeah, I think like this, this crazy that she was saying, like that was what was going on. Uh, do you think Mother Mold is destroyed, or do you think do you think we've accidentally created a super Nimrod? <laughs> 
I I think it's destroyed. I want there to never be a Nimrod because I hated Nimrod. I want that to just not be a thing anymore. Well, I'm happy he's with the, that. sort of the quintessential ex-villain according to this run. Fuck. Um, oh, Although Cyclops. we're halfway through it, maybe just what he's already been in. Yeah. Cyclops looks at Logan's death and says, bravest man I know. <sighs> what a liar. No, I'm just kidding. And then he gets shot in the back. Um, while he's telepathically connected to Gene. Oh, basically telling Gene, like, I'll use my optic blast and we'll blast our way back home. Oh, don't worry. Well, I'll use my optic blast as like an engine and a jet plane. And, and then she's like, but it'll take so long. And he's like, you know. He's like, don't worry, baby. He's like, yeah, it'll just be you. Just, just be, be you some... and me, my optic blast. Yeah. And then he and gets blasted blast. in the back. And they get shot in the back. And he's in the same position that Gene was in when she died on the moon as Phoenix. Oh. Oh. That's true. That is true. I did not realize that. Scott! Uh, which is the next line. Oh my God. And it's written in the same font. Yeah. Yep. <gasps> Brett. Yes. I never realized that. Oh, that's just genius. Uh, and then Dr. Gregor and Karima are like, fuck you, and shoot Scott in the head. Well, first she, he gets shot up with nanites, so he can't use his powers. Yeah. yeah. And then she just yeah blows his head off. Yep. And that, and then poor Jean has kind of one of the worst deaths. The worst. She's Jean. She, the Sentinels finally her. come from where are they? They were on Venus. Venus. Yeah. The Sentinels come from Venus and just drill, just drill her apart. That's like a like a like a Hellraiser death. Jesus. Yeah, that's really fucked up. And Xavier was mentally there for the whole thing. Yeah. Which is so weird. That was what Jean's origin when her friend Annie died in the street. And like Jean, like watched her lights go out. Like I, that's basically what just happened with Xavier. Um, fuck. And he says, "It's an all white page with just small black type. No more." Yeah. But these these lines—they've murdered so many of us. The world has grown used to it. This is just how things are for those people. Yeah, full on racism for mutants. For those people, goddamn. God damn. This is so and then the next page is so powerful. It is the chart from the beginning of all of the um genocidal instances uh with articles of those instances and our, our, our recap panels in black and white of our characters deaths in this issue with the words no more over and over. And then again a reversed out almost like a negative image of Xavier and the words no more. Yeah, we get it. No more. For some, for no more, you keep giving us more. (laughs) Jesus Christ. This is so ironic. Literally the word no more couldn't happen more times. (laughs) Uh, And that's the end of the issue. Um, So I think this is how, where Xavier will make his move. Okay. Yeah. Woof. I still wonder if there's going to be, do you still think, or do you think we're completely off base with the Marauders? Or do you think they're going to rebel against Xavier still? No, I don't. I don't. Um, because I think it's all going to be this big ecosystem that's working out between all of them, Xavier included. We see that he's alive in the incoming teaser that just came out. Magneto and Xavier and Apocalypse live through this thing. Incoming. So... I don't know. I don't know. Well, enough with X-Men. Let's move on to our next segment. 
What have you read, read for me, me lately? Boom, boom, boom. Ooh, yeah. Um, what have you read lately, Brett? That isn't an X-Men comic. Um, I have read The Future Foundation number two by Jeremy Whiteley and Will Robson. Do you like it? Uh, it's a little for babies, but that's okay because The Future Foundation is mostly babies. Um, I... I liked it and I didn't like it for the same reason uh, in its depiction of its main villain, the maker. Yeah. Like, I, to me, I always think the maker is someone who's very scary, very threatening. And this is kind of a comedic. You mean Professor X? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Remember that? Uh, this is kind of a comedic they take. They look exactly the same. It's a comedic take on the maker. Um, one cool thing that happens is Julie. So they're investigating pieces of Molecule Man. And they sense one, uh, and so they go to the location, and they send Julie Powers in with the help of Yondu uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy uh, to investigate the signal. Uh, Julie gets captured by people. She gets attacked by people. Um, And she's saved by an unknown prisoner on this same ship where she's investigating the signal. So there's this prisoner who saved her last issue, um... The prisoner is uh, very skilled. Uh, it's a girl with big muscles. Um, and I think Julie is still a preferring ladies, right? Well, oh, yeah. Um, and so this and the just... first, like, the, the lead up to this, there's a whole thing where she just talks about her breakup with Carolina. Oh, right, right, right. Um, well, she's with a very attractive woman um, who just may swing in her direction. And so they escape. And uh, long story short... Um, the Future Foundation thinks that the maker is Reed Richards, which I'm, and that's like another, like, really? You don't know that that's not Reed Richards? I thought it was established that it was Reed Richards. No, they think it's their Reed Richards. Oh, okay. Um, so they're running around with the maker and like three other monsters, little like fun wink at the Fantastic Four. Um, when all of a sudden Julie's prisoner savior puts her like clothes on. Um, and whips out a Captain America shield. And Julie's like, who are you? And she says, my name is Ricky Barnes. This is Bucky from the Heroes Reborn universe. Oh. Who is now in our dimension. She had some adventures in our dimension, but I think we've lost Who is she mixed with? She's basically like a female Bucky. Oh, from- oh no, this isn't like a reality. No, yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. She's just in the Heroes Reborn universe she was bucky ricky ricky barnes i don't know the relation uh so that's kind of the big like what it's ricky barnes from heroes reborn uh they realize that um this maker is the maker and not their read um and ricky says uh uh i got you and and the maker's like oh interesting another bucky she's like nope same one he's like but i killed you she goes yeah it didn't take oh that's the end of the issue well well I like that the Future Foundation is taking on the maker. But isn't this the guy who drew Wolverine in the X-Men? No. I Is it? He draws like him, and I yeah. hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Yeah, it's it. not the same guy, but it is similar. I think Nick Bradshaw is who drew Wolverine in the X-Men. I can't remember, but I hate it. I don't like it when it's... There's a, there's a certain time when it's like it's too cartoony. And it's weird because, like, uh, what's his name? Scotty Young... Uh, his, when he did, uh, new X-Men or not new X-Men, young X-Men. No. Yeah. It was new X-Men. Yeah. It was a new X-Men. 
Uh, that is super stylized and cartoony, but it was also like gorgeous and weird. Yeah, and the characters are kind of like that's their iconic. Those other look ones, they me. look like like little kid cartoons. Yeah, I think that's yeah. my problem with it. I don't disagree. Um, I tried to read Alpha Flight, which is what we oh I did read, read it. the beginning, oh, and I got our, bored, yeah, and sorry, I was like, I'm done read. with this. I'm just I don't know. I think I'm having X Men is so good right now that I'm having trouble reading the other ones where I'm like losing interest fast. So it's three adventures, a snowbird and talisman adventure. It is a um, Puck and Marina adventure. Uh, and it is a Heather and Mac Hudson adventure. And we read from the Heather and Mac Hudson one. Uh, but moving back, so you didn't, which of those three did you not read? All of it. I read like what? the first like few pages. Oh, I thought the Talisman Snowbird adventure of that was one, cute. and I was like, I just don't care. Oh my god, the monster spoiler turns out to be Snowbird's father. I have a theory about Snowbird. I think what? I know who Snowbird is. Who? Joni Mitchell. <laughs> Does Joni Mitchell have a song called Snowbird? No, I just think she looks like her. Oh, and I just imagine like Joni, like like Joni Mitchell, like I imagine Snowbird, like in her like alter ego after hours, is like writing folk music on the side. Oh yeah. Oh, I just got a text. It's the MCU. They just cast Joni Mitchell as MCU Snowbird. Yay! <laughs> Joni, she's singing. Snowbird is a very folksy hero. Uh, the second adventure, it has Northstar and Aurora being bitchy. Love that. But it's mostly about Puck um, telling a story to Marina. And so you asked me before the show who Marina is. She is who I called Namora not too long ago when I was talking about the Avengers lineup that was Monica Rambeau, Dr. Druid. Oh, right. And submariner and marina not namora marina wound up turning into this like this big sea monster and that's how oh, she... Yeah, she was like a villain at some point yeah um because she was, was another... always in alpha flight she was always like manic like manic crazy no that was aurora North no Star no no sister. she was schizophrenic but i felt that marina was like super emotional i never knew marina was in alpha flight until this book oh see did you not read all of alpha flight no what alpha oh flight? i i read all of i read like there's been so many. Well, like later, about? like like in like the 2000s, I decided to just go through and read all of Alpha Flight. Fine. Where uh, North Star So you don't connect to these characters? Oh, yeah, adopts right. a baby with AIDS. Oh, stop. He never did that. <laughs> I do, but for some reason, they just... I know what it is. It's the same thing with that... Was it Fearless? What's that? No, the... Yeah. I don't care about these short they're little so stories. Like, yeah, they're so like sugary and light. Yeah, I and... don't give a fuck. I was like, oh, I want this to be the... Be-. No, what it is. I wanted this to be the beginning of like this new, fun, ongoing Alpha Flight series. Yeah, and, it's just and like, it just wasn't... No, here's this fun thing they're doing. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, how many issues is this? Probably, that's it. Oh, God. Oh, geez, eh? Plus, isn't Alpha Flight technically up in space now? Yeah, and haven't they died a bunch of times too? Like, didn't... They um, died Michael in... Michael Korvac killed them post, in Ventus's uh, run. What was the one... It was like post-House of M, right? Yeah, like I think it was the... Ben, Ventus's New Avengers, I think they... Yeah. Were killed by Korvac? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Lord have mercy. I didn't think it was that bad. Um, the Heather and Mac Hudson one... Evidently, Heather Hudson had a villain turn and went crazy as some character called the Master of the World and... 
And Mac, she go like, to prison? Mac tricked her into basically a Department H prison, which she thinks is his house. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with them. I just want Wolverine to stay far away from those two. They're trouble. But I wonder, were any of them in the Alpha Flight with Captain Marvel? I don't know. I thought that was all different characters. Maybe some of them. Hey, readers, let us readers. know. Readers. Hey, readers, tweet at us. Tell us who the lineup of Captain Marvel's Alpha Flight is. Thank you. I know there's Sasquatch. That's it. I was there. I think Puck. Maybe Brew. Um, what else did you read? Oh my God. I read this really cool book by Boom, Boom, Boom. Let's go back to my room so we can read a Boom Studios book. Um, it was, uh, it's called Something is Killing the Children by the wonderful gay creator, writer, James Tinney and the Fourth. The Fourth? Um, yeah, James Tinney and the Fourth, my friend. Um, he won the GLAAD Award for Best Comic and for a book he did called The Woods in 2017. He also wrote, do you remember that issue of Amazing X-Men? It was where Anoli had a date it was the team with like Nightcrawler and North Star and Firestar and Beast and Wolverine yeah, led them. Yeah. Uh, and McGinnis drew a lot of it. Um, where, where Anoli sneaks out for a gay date, but he chickens out because he doesn't think the guy will like him. But um, Mastermind, Lady Mastermind, sees him and starts like messing with his head. And then Nightcrawler and North Star are like, where the fuck did Anoli go? And they go into the city to find him. Uh, and then they all wind up battling Lady Mastermind. I didn't read that one. Oh my God. It's the issue where Nightcrawler's like, he says to North Star, he's like, you don't know what it's like people thinking you're a real freak talking about you behind your back. And North Star's like, are you kidding? <laughs> it's great. Anyway, James Tinian, uh, with art by Werther Deloretta, uh, Del Adera, Del Adera, uh, wrote a book by Boom Studios called Something is Killing the Children. And I saw the title and I had to dive in because as you know, it's Halloween season. It's September. So we're trying to keep it spooky a little bit. We're trying to build up to Ooh. true spook. Uh, so it's fucking great. This book opens with a slumber party of boys playing truth or dare. Uh, it ends, the scene ends with the the main, who you realize is the main boy, daring them to go into um, the woods after telling them a story. When he got truth, they were like, what's the most scared you've ever been? And he's like... Two days ago, when I looked out the window and there was this monster, uh, and they're like, we don't believe you. And he's like, no, fine. He's like, then fine, truth or dare. And they're like, dare. And he goes, go look. Needless to say, things do not go well. Something killed the children. Something killed actually, the children. And I, actually, I want to read this, so... Yeah, I'm not going to go too I don't deep. Want you to, I, don't, I don't want spoilers. Uh, I just want to say three words, though. Okay. Teenage monster hunters. Yeah, I love it. Cool. Do you remember, what was that comic from the 90s where it was like it was like this indie comic fuck why can't i think of what it was called but it was like kids they were like getting stds but the stds were like crazy oh black hole black hole yeah <laughs> i love anything where it's like fucked up teenagers i also read a boom 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 let's, let's go, go back to my room so i think it's boom. boom it's the i caught caught up on buffy and angel oh cool tell me about it wait buffy and angel yeah, Buffy and Angel have their own comics, and now they're finally doing a crossover because um, they're basically just rebooted the universe, okay. the universes, uh, and um, and they're going to do a crossover because Drusilla has opened up the Hellmouth, and so the demons are all shooting out. 
And uh, because they can't have Cordelia, because Cordelia's in Buffy, mm-hmm. this version mm-hmm. of Angel, actually, it's once again, Angel is actually proving a little more interesting. Uh, Buffy is still great. The thing that's cool about this that I mentioned to you before we start recording is Xander has become a blade, a daywalker, a half vampire. And in order to save him, to make him half human and not a full vampire, Willow had to give a piece of her soul to him. But now that she's missing her soul, she's getting all dark and doing like evil, gross witchcraft and uh, and getting really creepy and, and lonery. And then she's also mad at Xander because she's like, how come neither of us have a full soul? But he's just like, fine. He just has to drink blood every once in a while. But he's, he's like, fine. but he's cool. And then Buffy is dating this guy, but this guy is like part of like the Watchers. So he's like actually there to like spy mm-hmm. on her. And he's actually, so that's another one where it's like, if you're doing that, then you're probably in your 20s and you're, there's always this thing with like Angel dating her and they keep forgetting like she's 15. Yeah. How old is Angel? Like 600? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. That's uh, a big gap. And the bad guy is uh, Spike and Drusilla, and she just opened the Hellmouth. It's fun, but Angel, I Sounds find classic. more Iconic interesting fun. because he's being approached by uh, Lilith, you know, the the first Eve or whatever. She's this demon, and she's like, I'm evil, but there's a bigger evil, and I need you to kill this other evil because that evil would kill me. Okay. So she's like, even though I'm a bad guy, I'm trying to help you destroy this other evil, and it's basically this demon who he used to live in portraits and mirrors and he would go again and it was for people like Dorian Gray type of thing. So it was like, it was for narcissists, but now he lives in the internet. So, and he, and he finds desperate people that need more likes and stuff. And he slowly possesses them to where they get obsessed with wanting to be like, to get like, have huge social media to the point where they commit suicide and kill everyone in the house with him. Like this girl, like takes a video of herself setting her dad and her and herself on fire oh so it's fucking it's fucking creepy and uh but the cool thing is is she's like you have to she was like you have to find the four you have to find the sorceress the gun the watcher and i forget what the other one is but it's fred wesley gun Oh. And, the, and I don't know who the sorceress is, though. Willow? Um, that's why I'm not sure yet. Oh, and then he says, and the slayer. And but and so that's where he needs to get, no, Buffy. Yeah. Um, but I do like it where it's this thing where they're all destined to fight some evil bad together. Um, and he has to, like, find all of them. But Fred only speaks in ones and zeros in a mental institution. And he rescues her, and she's doing these spells. Like, she's like doing these spells to get, she's the only one who can get to that demon because she can enter the realm with ones and zeros. Mm-hmm. But then Lilith finally like does something to her brain where then she, she's like, I freed you. And then she can talk again. It's good. I like it. Sounds great. I like it. It sounds great. Oh, gosh. That's a lot. All right. That was a lot of comic books. Um... And now it's time for let's get critical. Critical. I want to get critical. Let's get into critical. Uh, so this is where we talk about TV and movies and we get a little critical. Um, I watched something. What did you watch? I was on a YouTube rabbit hole and somehow um, I was reading this thing. It was basically about why 
I found this video about why Greg Land is the worst artist. Really? And it literally showed because and he was basically his, it's his not tracing? that he it's not that he copies pictures, he copies other comics. Oh. And he was actually showing the comics that he traces over. Like it's literally oh, see how he drew armor in issue five hundred? Look, it's armor from Joss Whedon. Like it's it's so blatant. But that led me, that's not even what I'm gonna talk about. It's basically he sucks, which he does. How do people not see that and Yeah, why, why does, does he, he write do for the X-Men? Because it's awful. Why does he, he do also that? showed his early stuff? His early stuff looked like Alan Davis. Like it was just like all made up and like it was Why wasn't... does he do this? Like is it a way to meet Deadpool? No, what it is? Yes, it's because he's fast he they hire him because he's the fastest artist oh shit because, how about that realness and because he draws really hot girls well he traces really hot girls oh and most of the girls if they're not from comic books they're from porn that obvious yeah with those the way they're um anyway right. there's a part where he literally is just showing facial expressions like this is supposed to be <laughs> sue storm scared Nope, that's her having an orgasm. Like, it was all these things like, here's this person concerned. Nope, they're having an orgasm. All of his characters look like they're having orgasms. <laughs> but that led me down to the next rabbit hole, which was, I watched, it was the history of Image Comics. Like, this Ooh, documentary. do tell. It was not very well made. Okay. But it did interview, was it um, Todd McFarlane? Yeah. Uh, Mark Silvestri. Yep. Jim Lee. Rob Liefeld, and then the the one that was the publisher. Yeah, yeah. I and then remember. the Savage Dragon guy. What's his uh, name? Eric Larson. Yeah. Yep. So it was, they interviewed all of them, and it was basically, and it was weird because it was like it hurt my childhood when Jim Lee kind of forced out Chris Claremont. Yeah. And then immediately after he Quit. left, yeah, and X Men just became garbage. Yeah. So I still am like angry at him for that. And the whole thing was is Jim Lee was the only one that didn't want to leave. Marvel? Yeah, because he didn't have any problems. Everyone else was having problems with Marvel. But because Jim Lee was their golden boy, he was like, I'm fine. Yeah. But then they were like, if you do this, you get to own everything. You can do this and this and this. You can do anything. And finally he's like, okay. Get to the part where they all became egomaniacs and fought. Well, here's the, where the beginning of their egomaniacs. Not only did they, they all came together and told Marvel that they quit. They then made a meeting with DC. And was like, do you want us? Yeah. And then they were like, yeah, what do you want? And they're like, well, fuck you. We're starting Image Comics. Oh. It was like when Trump took Mitt, took Mitt Romney to dinner. <laughs> it's crazy, though, because it literally was like they went and they were just taught. And Jim Lee was like, I don't know why we did that. It was so mean. No, because they were egomaniacs. <laughs> And they each made it so that they each had their own studio, but then they started borrowing each other's artists, and then people started getting mad at each other, and then they were firing people, like they were canceling, like one artist went to work on, one of McFarlane's artists went to work on Rob Liefeld's thing, and then he fired the artist from all of his comics. Oh, it was Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, He got fired from Image Comics. And look at him now. And basically, they all just started fighting. And they kept ending the things like, we're all okay now. But I think the problem was, is that after X-Men sold so many, everyone realized like, oh, comics are being are worth so much more. But because they were printing so many. Yeah, like Superman. Death of Superman. It's, it's like, if you have a million first issues of yeah. Stormwatch... They're, it's never going to be worth that much. Nothing I own <laughs> is valuable because I own all the mainstream stuff that's just old. So once people stopped buying 
like those beginning issues and they realized they weren't going to be worth of everything. Everything just the whole comic book industry, like it's a market. It's a market. Um, they tanked the comic book industry. They're a bunch of bastards. Can you imagine what these people must look like to people who aren't into comic books? Like, like in the comic book world, it's like, they're these big names, these big stars, these big talent, uh, like Jonathan Hickman. Like we are deifying Jonathan Hickman right now. Can you imagine like somebody who's not into comics and be like, okay, cool. Yeah, who the fuck is that? Who cares? Okay, <laughs> uh, but the interesting thing is how the one, one of the, the guy who became the publisher, it's of course the guy that I can't remember what he. Jimmy Palmati? No. No, he was always. Was it? I don't know. He was always. Giovanni. Is it? Yeah. Something. Giovanni Baselli. That's me. Rita Johnson. Uh, Barilla Pasta. Barilla Pasta. Um. Anyway, he is the one that decided, like, let's actually stop doing concentrating on superhero stuff, and start doing more oh, okay. independent like stuff, Dead. and yeah, and yeah. shifting it over. And it wasn't until Walking Dead hit. That then they're like, oh, this is our oh, niche. Oh, yeah, zombies. And then they were able to, yeah. And then, uh, oh, and the, this is the last interesting thing. Uh, everything else was garbage. The only reason he he pitched Walking Dead, and the publisher was like, no, zombies books don't sell. And so he was like, no, but there's a big reveal after the sixth issue that it's aliens, and it becomes the space alien adventure. And then he's like, oh, that's awesome. And it never Completely happened. lying. Like Kirkman basically gambled that the book would do well enough by the sixth issue. that Because then by the fifth issue, he was like, hey, I'm not seeing any space Easter eggs. And he's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Well, you're not looking hard enough. <laughs> no, and everybody just was like, yeah, it's, I lied. <laughs> yeah, I lied. But sales are up. But, uh, and yeah, and then that led to Saga. Um, and that's why I'm wondering if Saga has ended. They're both gone. And Walking Dead has ended. What the fuck is Image? Is Image freaking out? I think all comic book companies are constantly freaking out. Yeah. They're constantly freaking out. You walk by the Marvel building here in, in New York, all you hear is people going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh my people God. jumping out the people windows. jumping out the windows. Committing suicide. Well, they, they, they can fly. Yeah. Um, Let's end it with a conversation. Okay. Okay. Um, I have just been so obsessed with Nightcrawler and Wolverine my mm. whole life, going back to this issue that we just talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are one of those characters. We recently talked about queer subtext in X-Men after FlameCon and um, said that you know, there's like some pairs of characters that, you know, if, if their genders were different, they would be in a couple. But their genders are the same, so they're just friends. Nightcrawler and Wolverine are one of those couples. Um, do you have a favorite Nightcrawler and Wolverine moment? Um, I actually really like that one little one-off story after he died. Did you ever read that? No. It was like after he died in, uh, was it Second Coming? When? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the thing went through his chest. It yeah. was like a little one-off story. And it was uh, Wolverine like going like at his gravesite or something and then he remembers back to like a road trip they took and it's just them oh. at different bars at like going like at a urinal together like and just like yeah. having banal conversations and that was like really sweet that is sweet do you have a favorite Wolverine? i do no i um moment? it was the era of comics uh it was around like the death of xavier uh when 
Remember like all those weird characters showed up? They were, they wound up being, they were clearly amalgamations of all. It, it wound up being Cerebro that created these, these beings. Like one of them was like, he had a havoc power that came out of one eye. Uh, there was a, there was a character called the Grey King that was like a male Phoenix Magneto looking guy. It was around that time. This is, I think this is also around the time where, where uh, the Psy War with Shadow King and Psylocke, where she wound up trapping him inside of his, her head. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was around that era. It was the moment where the Excalibur triplets, or um, actually, I don't think Rachel was involved here. It was where Kitty and Kurt came back to the X-Men. It was the first moment. Oh, okay. And it was during this like Cerebro War, the hunt for Xavier. I thought it was that they came back for the Destiny Diaries. Hmm. I don't know. But it was the first That's time the moment. it was Wolverine was falling out of a plane or something. And then all of a sudden, bamf, Nightcrawler c- catches oh. him. And he just goes, Fuzzy Elf? And then bamf, like he brings him down. And that was how they were reunited. Oh. Like just Nightcrawler coming out with just an out of nowhere, totally unexpected save. Oh, I love that moment. Which leads us to ask. What would the sex be like? What would the sex be like? Because I think we like to think, oh, um, that's that's hot. That is fucking great. But they have powers and they have issues when it comes to those powers. One, Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler has blue fur. Yeah. And we don't know what his dick looks like. And he has a tail. Is he going to try and fuck you with that tail? And he has fangs. Yeah. Is he into biting? Yeah. Like, so that's the thing is like, I mean, we, we, you find Nightcrawler attractive, but is it, but they, is it attractive to be covered in fur? I feel like, I think Nightcrawler is attractive if he had blue skin. See, I think the fur is good to the touch. I think it's like peach fuzz. And I think it's just like, I think it's probably really nice. Like a nice velvet kind of surface. I think it would be great. Peach fuzz. Okay, if it's peach fuzz, I'm I think Nightcrawler feels like velvet, is my point. I also imagine him like, like, could you imagine? Okay, here's the cool thing. Imagine he like pins you down with both of his hands, and then suddenly you feel like you're getting jerked off. But it's. By his, his tail. But it's his tail. His tail's wrapped around your wiener. I wouldn't hate it. Now, here's the problem, though, doing it with Wolverine. Wolverine's body, his bones are made of metal. So what? how much does Wolverine weigh? Wolverine probably weighs like 300 pounds. Wolverine probably weighs like 405 pounds. 400, yeah. Pounds. Yeah. 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 So you don't want that on top of you. Yeah, that and... We, he goes into those primal rages. Which... What if when he comes, he just snicks? What if he just <laughs> snicks you? A sex snicked. But if the two of them were involved, how's that working? Wolverine would have to be on the bottom. Right, Wolverine. Well, I mean, not even, if, not even bottom or top. He just need to be... Like, on the bottom. No on the bottom. And then I think... Uh, yeah, I do think like Wolverine would be the top. Uh, I disagree. Oh, really? I think Nightcrawler would be the top. See, I feel his butt bones of metal. I don't know. I feel like that's too hard to maneuver. No, the there's legs. no there's no metal near his butt crack. I think like I think what would happen is they they're like, okay, we're gonna do this. We're not gonna tell anyone. We're gonna do this. 
And Logan was like, all right, so bend over or whatever, whatever guys like this do. And Kurt's like, oh, no, my friend. And Kurt lowers his pants and his dick is huge. <laughs> like, like, like a snake coming off of him, like almost like the tail. And Wait, and then he's like, I can't take that. And he's like, I'll warm you up. And he warms him up with the tail. Yeah. And then he can't take it, but his healing factor... Oh yeah, Allows he rips him, him open okay. and then it just heals amazingly. Like, yeah. Oh, that's the cool thing. You can like fucking bite into him, bring your fingernails down his back. Yeah, you can really go to He just heals Logan. right away. Yeah. Oh, hot. Now, if you had to join in, but you could only join in with one of them, Nightcrawler or Wolverine. Don't make me choose. That oh, is an you. impossible choice. Um, I would choose Nightcrawler. I think I'd choose Wolverine. I feel like Wolverine, I feel the heaviness would feel weird. Like it wouldn't feel human. It would feel like you're fucking like a like a like sleep, a statue like a sleep a sofa. Or a sleep sofa. No, it's like so a, heavy. Have a sofa. Yeah, They're like... so Logan <laughs> is the sleep sofa of the X-Men. Yep. And uh, I think believe it or not. And that's what the sex would be like. Um, so thank you so much for episode 100. I can't believe, thank you for being in my, in my uh, open kitchen. Yay. I love your open kitchen. My kitchen at. Oh, at. (laughs) Like a Smurf at. Yeah. Um, we are so thankful for you for letting us keep the show going, uh, for 100 episodes. Uh, we hope that we do it for a hundred episodes more. Uh, and we hope that we can just keep growing and growing and growing and talking about comics until we're dead. Yeah. And if, if someone is like, Oh, what's happening in X-Men? Tell them, be like, don't read it. Just listen to comic book queers. Cause they got the inside scoop. That's right. And when you're talking to those friends, Please ask them to subscribe. Yes, because tell them every time someone subscribes, my dick gets a millimeter longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm watching it happen right now. We must be getting some subscriptions. Oh, look at me. I'm a Greg Land drawing. Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm scared. Oh, I'm a Greg Land drawing. Uh-oh. Uh, wait a minute. I wanted to do those 100 extra episodes, but... CBS has gotten lawyers involved. I'm afraid we're canceled. Oh, all right. Well, thank you so much for being with us for this 100 episode run. I'm going to keep doing the show and we'll see if Evil Jeff even joins us for the next 100. Um, But remember, hey, everyone out there, I'm assuming that you read comics. And if you do read comics, well, then that makes you queer. Bye. 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 Bye.